When I was a child in the 60s, I was fascinated by obscene phone calls. They were a big deal back then, and it was around the time that women started getting advice to take their first name out of the phone book. You know, just just have your last name and an initial, or maybe unlisted completely. It was it was considered very threatening, and I actually have a stark memory of being at home with my mom and her getting tremendously upset that there was an obscene phone call coming in. I don't know how many times it happened. I, I just remember this one particular evening, and she called the police, and this man in a uniform with a gun, and at that point, you know, my little head barely reached his pistol. He came in, and he's like, they're all staring at this black <laughs> rotary dial phone, like, okay, you son of a bitch. <laughs> and he was being very reassuring to my mom, who was, I thought, kind of overdoing it in the... <laughs> The way she acted around him was more like, officer, you know, something's got to be done. I'm frightened. Whereas with me, you know, it would have been like, God damn it. <laughs> she would have portrayed herself in a stronger persona. Whatever it was, it went away. But this confluence that something was sexual and dangerous and the police came, <laughs> like it made a big impression on me. And later when I was older and teenagers were loved to play prank calls and get on party lines, I was very titillated by the whole thing while never living out some of my wildest fantasies. I, I guess you could say I'm a, I'm a vicarious obscene phone caller. And the way I'm going to get my rocks off today is to read you my favorite, favorite erotic story about the art of obscene prank calls. And it's a story from Best American Erotica, published in 1999. You can listen to the whole volume of BAE 99 on Audible. It's finally there. And there's a lovely young actress named Carrington McDuffie who reads the story. But it's sort of interesting. I guess I'm going to be competitive with Carrington right now. I want to read it. I love this story, and it's perfect for April Fool's. So you can listen to both versions. Me, Carrington, decide who you know who you want to hear from April 1st. <laughs> she and I will both bombard you. This is called Three Obscene Telephone Calls by Marion Phillips. The phone rang the other day. I picked it up and said, hello, in my cool, distant telephone voice. Hello, said a sultry female voice in my ear. What are you wearing? I am wearing, I said, a purple and green polka-dotted clown suit with big yellow rough collar and huge white pom-pom buttons down the front. Oh, that's sexy, my collar whispered. And also, I continued, black men's socks with black knee garters to hold them up. On my feet, I'm wearing huge rubber flip-flops, the socks. I added, by way of explanation, have been slit so that the thong of the flip-flops will fit between my big toe and my second toe. There was a low moan as I paused for effect. Do you know what I'm wearing on my head? I asked. A rainbow-colored wig, said the husky, familiar voice. No. I could hear her breathing as I paused again to let the anticipation build. An arrow through the head, I said. Oh, Jesus, I'm so turned on. My collar gasped hoarsely. What are you wearing? I asked. Nothing but a cock ring, she purred. 
Oh, is it the cock ring that inflates into a seahorse inner tube, or is it the one that has coat hangers projecting out from it like spokes of a wheel so you can attach spare change and dollar bills onto? I continued relentlessly. It's the one with the coat hangers. All right, I continued evenly. Here's my fantasy. You're standing on a street corner, aggressively panhandling passerby. As you follow someone down the street screaming obscenities, I run out from an alley and knock you down, leaving you to flail helplessly in the gutter while I steal all the spare change and dollar bills from your cock ring and run away laughing. Of course you're laughing, for God's sakes, she snapped. You're a clown. Clowns always laugh. Click. I had started out the evening alphabetizing my fiction, but had gotten sidetracked into rereading the good parts of Pride and Prejudice instead when the phone rang. Hello? A pleasant, unfamiliar male voice said, Hello, who's this? I, I said, am the King of Cats. Who are you? Uh, my name's Bob, he said, sounding a little nonplussed. Picking up confidence from my silence, however, he continued, And I just wanted to tell you that I have a, a huge nine-inch long cock that I'd like to... Don't you want to know what I'm wearing? I said in an offended tone. Uh, yeah, what, what are you wearing? I am wearing a suit made entirely out of aluminum foil that covers me from head to foot, leaving only eye holes and a mouth hole. I wear this suit to deflect radio transmissions from the National Security Agency, which is beaming commands to me through the steel plate in my head. In addition, I have roped my cat to my head with its feet tied together so that it forms a turban and can't scratch. Its intermittent yowling also helps block the transmissions. I have a friend here, too, I continued. Would you like to know what she's wearing? Uh, uh, well, I, uh, my friend, I plowed on, is dressed up like a martini. She is wearing close-fitting white clothes, and around her neck is a clear plastic cone shape, like the bowl of a martini glass. Her head is bald, she shaves it, and she has painted it up like an olive green, with a red spot on the top. Instead of that arrow through the head prop, she has a sword through the head. There was a distraught silence at the other end of the line. Now here's my fantasy, I said. I click. The telephone rang. The last time anyone at the telephone company asked me, I told them to change my listing from S. Wright to Susan Wright. Previous to this change, I had gotten about one wrong number a week, and after the change, the wrong numbers mostly went away and were replaced by obscene callers who addressed me familiarly by my first name and heavy breathers. The telephone rang again, and I picked it up. Hello? Well, Susan, you cunt, so you're at home for a change. Ooh, an obscene caller with a wrong number. Truly the best of both worlds. And obviously a man with a grievance. Although I'd never heard the voice before in my life, for a fleeting moment, I considered apologizing anyway. Fortunately, he wasn't expecting a reply, and he pressed on. 
You fucking whore. Why aren't you out sniffing the streets for men to fuck, getting down on your knees to suck their cocks? Isn't that what you like, you bitch? You couldn't be bothered to fuck me when we were together. I don't know why I called you a whore. I've met plenty of whores who are better than you. I was so caught up in this random call that I almost asked indignantly where he'd been meeting all these whores, but he raced on. Well, you'd better watch out, because some night you're going to be crawling around offering your twat to be fucked, and I'm going to come up behind you in a dark alley and rape you with the barrel of my gun. What do you think of that, scumbag? I think it sounds hot, I said. However, I should warn you that I carry a gun in the left inside pocket of my leather jacket, so you'll want to make sure to pinion my hands and disarm me first. I suggest some kind of restraining device. There was a long silence. What kind of gun? A Ruger, compact, semi-automatic, seven-shot forty-five with a three-and-three-quarter-inch barrel, I replied. There was another silence. You're not going to get much range with a gun like that he said finally. How much range do I need? If you're close enough to grab me, I'll be close enough to hit you. Anyway, what do you care? You're going to pin me and take it away before I get a chance to shoot, aren't you? Silence again. He started to laugh. Click. That's the incredibly alluring Marion Phillips writing her story, Three Obscene Telephone Calls, in Best American Erotica 1999, the entire edition of which you can listen to in your leisure time from audible.com. Although I have to say, they certainly aren't all obscene phone calls in the collection, just these ones. I pray every year that Marion's going to call me. 